Good morning, Amy. Good morning, sister. Good morning. It, it is morning, isn't it? It's very much the morning. Yeah, it's quite it's, early. It is say. quite early. I've got my peppermint tea, which is good because I, I'm confessing to you now, Amy, I haven't brushed my teeth. I know. Well done. Well done. You've had your peppermint tea and I've had a black, thick coffee. Nice. <laughs> so nice. well done. You win the hydration awards <laughs> the hot beverage award um I don't, yeah coffee makes me go a bit nuts so you know that um peppermint tea all the way for me so good morning good morning to you good morning to anyone who is watching or listening this morning um oh uh, we are hang on oh, yes, Just quickly. yes I wanted to thinking about who's listening and watching I had a couple of emails from some blokes over the last couple of weeks saying I know the orchard is for women, but I've been listening to your podcast and I'm really loving it. And I just wanted to say, if you're a bloke and you're listening to this, you are so welcome. I love that. I love that you're tuning in. Do it boldly. Do it with confidence. You have full permission. There we go. Absolutely. Well, we were, Rachel and I were just discussing that we are, this is our fourth podcast um and for those that are joining us for the first time um, we have been in a series of conversations all around the fruit of the spirit and how we can cultivate that soil within us to receive um all that god has for us and um and we have been particularly um just i guess sort of discussing and talking about what our part to play um is in that you know the the gifts of the spirit this is the fruit of the spirit it's a gift given by God, something that we receive, we can't make happen. Yet there is an intentionality that we get to play a part in sifting out some of the seeds, I'm um, sorry, the weeds, <laughs> cultivating the soil in preparation or just being able to receive all that God has for us. So we're sort of talking about what our part to play is in that. Um, and today we're particularly speaking around uh, the fruit of patience. Have a You're little very patient. Oh, sorry, did you just say I was patient? Did, I was, I was mid-song, and then I think I heard you say, "Carry on." Do you think of me as a patient person? I. Do you know what I have to say? I think you are one of the most patient people. Wow. I'm I do. Blown away by that, I I would not have said that about myself. <laughs> I mean, you. I've I seen think. you. I've seen you raise your four now fifth child. You are very patient, very, okay. very patient. I'm going to receive that. I'm going to receive that. Thank you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Anyway, I've got it plenty of illustrations, as you know, of times where I haven't displayed patience. <laughs> I'm, going to re- I'm going to receive that. So I was about to sing, have a little patience. <laughs> that was my take that. You always did want to be in amateur dramatics, didn't you, I did. H? I did. I know. I hide Wonder. it well. I hide it well. Don't <laughs> anyway, sorry. Patience. Yeah, so this gift, um, this fruit of patience we're going to discuss today and um, done a little bit of background reading, haven't we, Rach? We have. Um, we, got, we, got, we got very theological. <laughs> and um, the Greek word actually for patience, if we discuss first of all what is patience, um, the Greek word is macrothermia or macrothumia, one of those. Whichever. Uh, yeah, I, that's right. Amy. I'm, a Greek I, I'm, I'm going to affirm, affirm your pronunciation. Yes. Well um, and really, what that, what that, um, the translation is long temper. Mm. Um, and actually, as I was sort of reading around this and thinking and looking into this, um, what's really interesting is the common um, 
biblical Hebrew way to say that someone is angry is to say that their nose burned hot. Mm. Um, and so in the in the Old Testament, when you read about um, Potiphar getting angry because Joseph, um, you know, it looks like he's, you know, having a bit of a fling yeah, with his wife. Yes, um, it yes. actually says that Potiphar's nose burned hot. Wow. And so when you think about um, patience, particularly um, in the proverb, you read um, it says a wise person is long of nose and so the sense is that if you have a long nose your anger takes a longer time to burn hot and so so, yeah yeah so actually it's interesting to um think of patience being well a patient person has a long nose um, but a patient person is slow to anger as we read obviously god is slow to anger Mm. um and so it's just interesting even as we begin um, this this connection between patience and anger yeah. um, is just really fascinating to me as um, yeah as we begin to explore um, what it looks like to be a long of nose a slow temper a long tempered um, mm. person mm. is the fruit of the spirit um, and I was just interesting to to sort of um, think about that even when I think about grace you know when you think about God being slow to anger you know he's got this long nose it's like a bit like your um your fuse is long so you have it's sort of this um it feels to me that there's that God just gives us so many chances and we read that don't we throughout the Bible you know he gives us so many the Israel you know the Israelites so many chances mm-hmm. um and i just think that's what grace is and so yeah even when we think about patience being um this long temper mm-hmm. it's so related to grace and god giving us um mm-hmm. so many chances yeah, how do that. we then live in that mm-hmm. way to mm-hmm. to to be grace bearers and then it was interesting because you found as well didn't you this week um the old translation Yes, exactly. And I think I, th- I think it's fascinating is that in Corinthians where it says love is patient. That's the first thing it lists. Love is patient. And we know God is love. So God is patient. And like you said, that scripture, God is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. Uh, and that's that's our model, right? That's our model. And as you. Yeah. So we're looking at looking at the word patience in some of the old translations it uses the phrase long suffering so where we read the word patience it would have said long suffering which kind of sounds kind of negative doesn't it like you know that phrase a long suffering husband or a long suffering wife sounds like a sort of an endurance exercise and sometimes patience is endurance like that's that's the point but related to what you were saying about sort of um long-suffering uh, and re- in its relation to, to anger essentially long-suffering means bearing with somebody yeah like bearing with somebody in fact I thought this is really interesting really to be long-suffering to bear with someone means to make a prior commitment to patience so like almost before before you're in the furnace whatever that environment whatever the context whatever situation you're in where you know your patience is going to be tested 
bearing with someone is to make a prior commitment, almost to preempt the scenario mm. and decide beforehand to make a commitment to patients, which is yeah. actually quite revolutionary, isn't it? And I was thinking, yeah. as you know, we, we've got a little baby um, that we're caring for and hopefully going to adopt another story. And as you know, that's my favorite topic because I am crazy <laughs> about her. But I was thinking, that's exactly what you do when you have a baby. Mm. And you can't really talk about patience without talking about, I think, parenting and relationships, marriage, because it's an absolutely integral ingredient. Mm. We're going to go on to that. But I was thinking when you have a baby, you make probably mostly unconsciously, you make a prior commitment to patients towards them because you know they are going to wake you up in the night multiple times. You know they're going to demand things from you that are going to take you to the very edge of your ability. In fact, that's where yeah. the gift comes in, right? And so we, we do that. We make this prior commitment towards patients. And I think the encouragement, isn't it, is... There are probably many, many other situations where we need to do that consciously. Right, Lord, help me to make this prior mm. commitment towards patients mm. to bear with yeah. people or circumstances that we know are going to really try us. Yeah. And um, I think it's also about forgiveness, isn't it? It's like we're going to choose to forgive somebody's water. Because it's worth saying that there are certain things that will trigger up patience our lack of patience and they might not be you know somebody might drive really badly and it's not like that you're you know they are in the wrong somebody could do something that is wrong that will trigger an impatient response but the choice is I am going to forgive you in advance for whatever mm. you've done that has hit my impatience button yeah 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 and I just love that you know bearing with because certainly when I think about my own story and we can come into sort of more practical things in a minute, but mm. you know, God bear with us, doesn't he? Yes. I mean, you know, I think about how kind and patient God has been just to me personally, but even just the story of, you know, his church, yeah. but he, you know, just think that is such a, a wonderful um, illustration of what he does for us. Yeah. Um, all the time and I think part of it is receiving that truth to be able then to give it um to remember how much God bears with us as yeah, we then like able forgiven, to with it's like forgiven people forgive people isn't exactly. it exactly when, when we have a fresh fresh revelation of how much we've been forgiven how patient God has been with us how forbearing God has been with yes. us how long-suffering God is with us it's easier to extend it isn't it yeah absolutely so then what I guess what triggers our impatience I think it's really helpful isn't it if we're going to dig into this to probably highlight some of the things that trigger our impatience I don't know yeah. what, what do you think what's for you what's the what's one of the key things that is a bit of an impatience trigger yeah I think certainly if we're thinking about the things that get in the way the triggers like you were saying um I think it is taking offense you know has to be the opposite of what we were just talking about you know of bearing with um you know I think that we can take offense so quickly can't we and even sometimes search for um ways to be offended mm -hmm. as opposed to searching for reasons to forgive in advance you know so good, yeah. um and I think that 
I, again, we can sort of talk later about what that looks like practically as we outwork that. Um, but I think for me, it is, you know, choosing to, to see the other person's intention as good, you know, and not choosing to take the offense, but actually um, to see, yeah, to, to, to choose to believe that someone's intention was to not to harm, but was, was good. Um, and to, you know, bearing with is just to sort of um, allow for people's mess and to take, mm. you know, things aren't going to be perfect all the time. Mm. Um, so and yeah, I think offense is a massive one, and it's and it's huge in our culture at the moment, isn't it? It's so much, so easy to take that sort of victim mentality, and I really patience, honestly, is the opposite of that. Um, yeah, I think that's right, and and as you said, in a social media age, that's what yeah. we see, don't we? We see all this toxic um, yeah. exchange, this toxic dialogue on social media, people saying things that they would never dream of saying face-to-face, yeah. Uh, yeah. taking offence so quickly. Yeah. And it's worth saying, I think, one caveat is that there are there are, there are some things that are offensive, aren't there? It's like, yeah. it's it's not that you, it's not that you should never be angry or upset no. because of what something somebody said. That's not what we're talking about. It's more like sort yeah. of a, a posture of offence, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, again, it's helpful to say that, you know, even the bearing with and like you're saying, it isn't bearing with situations that are really harmful. It's not yes. a denial. It's not staying in an abusive relationship. You know, if that's happening, get help, find someone who is safe and talk that through. And even bearing with isn't it. We need to get honest with God and tell God, you know, I'm angry about this. I am. I'm hurt by this. This isn't God saying just forget about your angry feelings. This that isn't what we're saying. No, um, that's really that, important. Yes, yeah. yes. Patience isn't we sweep it under the carpet. No, that's that's. I think that's really important. I mean, I'd say the next one of the, for me one of the other triggers is entitlement. I think when I yeah. think about times where I have lacked patience, it's usually a scenario where I feel like I'm entitled to something. And it, I was thinking we, we went out, <laughs> we went out um, for, for a pub lunch, didn't we? Outside, one of the first pub lunches we've had in a very long time, uh, our families. And, um, and to be honest, you know, it was one of the first Saturday or yeah, first Saturdays that, that, that things were opened up and the service was awfully slow. I mean, it was pretty awful, wasn't it, generally? Yeah. And we were having a great time. We were chatting away. But that sort of thing really winds me up. I don't know whether it's because I'm quite an efficient person, you know, I, I, I waitressed for a long time. So, uh, you know, bad service really hits my buttons. And um, and the food took like an hour to come, didn't it? And the kids were really <laughs> hungry and, you know, getting annoyed and da, 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 da. And I could find myself getting annoyed. And I wasn't rude. I wasn't, uh, you know, I, 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 yeah, I'm pretty sure I wasn't rude. But I was assertive and I made it clear that we'd been waiting a long time. And and actually, after, you know, the next day I was reading something, some devotional, and it was referencing Philippians where it says, you know, Jesus poured himself out. He, he, became, he became nothing. He came to serve, not to be served. And I, I felt the Holy Spirit whisper, Rach, should we talk about what happened in the restaurant yesterday? <laughs> I felt this really good, healthy conviction that the Lord say, 
Mm. I, I could have demonstrated kingdom values better. You know, I, I could have I could have exercised patience. I could have been good news in that situation because they were probably stressed out. And I could have been good news in that moment. Instead, I, it was entitlement. It's like I've come. I've paid. I'm paying. Mm. I've booked. I want my food and I don't want to have to. Work. And it was this sense of entitlement. And again, like we're yeah. saying about offense, it feels indicative of our culture. Mm. Doesn't it? We are so yeah. aware of our <clears throat> rights. I deserve this. I want this now. We don't like waiting. Yeah. We expect things to happen really, really quickly. And I think it's something that I know for me in that situation, the Holy Spirit wants to highlight, like mm. what get beneath, bow low. You know, yeah. surrender. You don't need to demand your rights all the time. Uh, mm. And it's good for us. It's good for us to sit in the lowly seat, to sit in the patient seat for a while. So, yeah, that's entitlement. Yeah. What else? Yeah, absolutely. And it, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, entitlement is, again, just, it is like, I mean, it's the opposite of patient, isn't it? Because yeah. we are, we're so impatient when we wait for anything. Yes. aren't we and then our entitlement kicks out so yeah totally <clears throat> I think the other one is certainly uh, um control we've spoken about control a lot the, the whopper um it whopper. seems to get into the in the way of all fruits um yes. because, <laughs> interesting that isn't it yeah <laughs> um because I think that you know when you take control you're taking the waiting out of it you know you're wanting to speed up something in your own time frame um or want to produce something that you want to produce the end product is going to look like what you want it to look like and actually patience is a is a lesson of waiting in trust and control is the opposite of trusting you know it's letting go it's allowing for time to be what it is and actually even as we were um you know, Stephen, as we have been processing this this week, um, I'm just really aware, I don't know whether you are, Rachel, of like everything that I do, you know, um, yes. and the amount that I pack into a day and we could sort of come to this later. And actually just being aware to release control of the moment, you know, I'm going to drive to Sainsbury's and it's, and it's taking me annoyingly longer than normal, but I'm going to allow the journey to be what it is I'm going to walk into the shops I'm going to allow it to be what it is as opposed to this sort of taking control you know I'm going to go this way to make it quicker I'm going to do this or whatever to make sure that I'm in control of how long I want this to take mm. um, or even and like bigger things like you know a, a marriage partner or a job yeah. or it's like God isn't doing it I'm going to make it happen and again exactly. it's that tension isn't it because we have to be proactive, you know, like if you want to get married, you, you have to be around other single people. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, you can't stay, you have to mingle. But yeah. equally, and, but equally, there's a line, isn't there, into, no, I'm going to, I'm going to force this, I'm going to make this happen. But yeah. yeah it's living open handed, isn't it? In mm. that, in that sense. But yeah. I think a lot of the, a lot of this just comes with um, inappropriate goals. I yes. think that, um, you know, I think, we if we have an if we have a goal that we've set and it's inappropriate to the day or to a life goal then we're impatient to get there you know that you know so That's I think right. we, we have want to, set, to but yeah sorry go on we have to take control but yeah so yeah certainly control what other ones yes I think I mean you've sort of touched on it there but I think hurry <laughs> hurry yeah is a big one and I see this outplay because like you said it was very sweet what you said at the beginning I think 
I think I probably do have quite a lot of patience for the bigger things, you know. Yeah. It, for me, it comes out in the, the stupid day-to-day stuff, you know, um, and hu- I think a lot of it is down to hurry, that, yeah. that we we live our lives at a crazy pace. And, that, you know, John Mark Comer has written a br- brilliant book called The the, Ruth- the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, which I, I read a few months ago. Um, yeah. Worth a read. There's loads in there. In fact, he unpacks this whole, this whole topic um, brilliantly. And, um, you know, I was thinking about, again, a couple of weeks ago, I went to the supermarket and I'd gone for an early morning dash, you know, before Tim started meetings because I'm, I'm on adoption leave at the moment. And I knew I had to be back. So kids were all at home. It was kind of breakfast time. You know, Tim's on duty with the kids. He's got a meeting that starts at nine. So I'm going to zoom to the supermarket, get it done. I can do it. I can fit it in, come back. And I got to the checkout. And the lady was like, so slow. It like, I'm like, have you been through training? Like, has anyone trained you? Because you are so slow. And then she wanted to chat to me, you know, and I've got masses of shopping and she's asking, I'm like, she's like, how many kids you got? Five kids, I've got five kids. Oh, lovely, what are they called? What are their names? I'm like, bum, 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 bum. I'm like, pick up the vibe. I don't want to talk. I need to go, I need to go. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've got to get back. My husband starts work at, at nine o'clock. I'm like, it's it's 10 to nine. Take the hint, woman. And I was so clipped. I was so rude. And I just, it was so out of nature for me, really. Yeah. But again, it was hurry. It was, it yeah. was hurry. And I just... I just think, gosh, what would it look like if I'd gone at a different time of day, if I just thought about my day slightly differently and had allowed myself to have a conversation with her? That could have, again, I could have been a blessing. I missed an opportunity. And I think we just live in a, we just live at such a pace. We're always multitasking, aren't we? Constantly juggling lots of things. Um, And I, I love, as we look at Jesus in the Bible, you know, he is our model. He is the embodiment of patience. And he was so interruptible wasn't he yeah he just just didn't nothing through him he could be going this way and somebody needed that over there he was just constantly or so present in the moment yes anyway hurry what's the next one yeah i hurry on to um, the next one (laughs) yes yeah we haven't got time rach we haven't got time come on come on come on amy um yeah i think certainly We've written, I think perfectionism is another, you know, sort of slammer of patience. I think partly, uh, you know, it's linked into control, isn't it? But um, I think I think when I think of perfectionism, particularly if you're leading people or, you know, even sort of discipling people, um, there can be a um, perfectionism put on to others, you know, unable to delegate because you're the only one that can make this perfect. <laughs> and actually there becomes there becomes an, an impatient to see people grow or to uh, or to see mess or to allow for mess to allow for failure to allow for things not to look perfect as you see them um and so i think perfectionism is one that stunts growth in ourselves and stunts growth in others because it's the inability to fail in some ways and grow from that um, and sometimes I think perfectionism actually stops us um, trying stuff, you know, um, and being patient with being patient with ourselves to try 
yeah, to try new things, to step out in what God might be calling us to do and to be obedient. You know, it's like, what if I fail? What if it's not perfect? What if I fail? Um, and then you sort of sap the patience of the growth um, mm. in ours and other people. So I think perfectionism is a huge one. So good. So good. And then I, again, probably, well, the last one we're going to look at, and again, it's not a comprehensive list. I'm sure there are, you'll be thinking of other things that trigger impatience in your life, but I think it's worth mentioning unanswered prayer. And we kind of mentioned yeah. this a little bit, crosses over into control, but um, I was thinking about how I've had conversations with people where God has given them a prophetic word even, or they've been praying for a certain thing for a long time. And it's felt like, there's no, you know, God's not responding, God's not answering, or this prophetic word that they've had has has not come to fruition, has not come into being. And so, and so it just, it, what it does is it, it breeds impatience and it's like, and then that leads into control. Like, I'm going to take control of this. I'm going to make it happen. So I think it's worth yeah. bearing in mind that maybe if God isn't answering the prayer and there, I, I don't want to be glib about this because, you know, every situation is different and God deals with us so individually but it, it is worth asking the question maybe I'm just I'm not on God's time frame here you know maybe God is trying to cultivate something in me or it, it, it as I said it, it will be different for different people but I, I think mm. there is a link mm. between our mm. desire for things to happen and perhaps the that yeah I guess the yeah. The realization that God doesn't answer prayer on our time scale. Yeah. Um, Even with the prophetic, Rachel, it's the, yeah. it is a, you know, the always a prophetic uh, word or anything like that is an invitation, isn't it? Into intercession. It's an in, invitation to prayer. I often, someone wise once said to me, write down, you know, write down any dreams or prophetic words or whatever you have. And it's literally like, I give them back to you, Lord, you know, in your way, in your timing, your will be done. As opposed to like, I'm, you're saying, I now must make this happen. Um, so yeah. I think that's right. Absolutely. And, um, I think as well, when, when we get given a prophet, like I, I was thinking even, I have ha I had prophetic words years and years ago, decades ago, about speaking, yeah. about communicating, and there was a real temptation at times to sort of make it happen, you know, uh, and and you can interpret that how how you like. But I remember making a decision, like Lord, I am not going to, I'm not going to make this happen. I'm going to say yes. Like if if opportunity yeah. arrives, if invitation comes, I will always say yes. I'll, even yeah. if it means that it's scary, I will always say yes, but I'm not going to make this happen because I know anything I make happen, I have to, to, to sustain then in my own strength. Yeah, anything God makes happen, yeah, sustain. And I thought that, Ooh, was, good word. that was like, right, okay, that's a decision I'm going to make. Um, yeah. So then what we've, with the great. time that we have left, we've yes. touched on some of the trigger points and might be that you're listening to this and you're like, Oh yeah, I so relate to that. Um, and we want to end, you know, with a, I guess with some hope, with some practical ways that we can encourage each other and, and anyone listening to this to, to cultivate this soil, to, to move forward. Um, yeah. and so what's, what's the way forward? <laughs> well, <Amy? yes. laughs> the answer is yeah. Jesus. It's always Jesus, but you know, <laughs> Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I think partly it's awareness, isn't it? And I think part even what we want to discuss today is let's just be aware of how impatient we are and also aware 
of how our culture is training us in impatience. You know, everything is instant. You know, I get annoyed if an Amazon thing is three days. I mean, that's nuts, isn't it? Mm. Um, you know, like we've been saying, we are we are being trained in impatience all the time. So firstly, I think it is um, an awareness is the way forward. And I, you know, I think part of the awareness of our culture is, but also awareness within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the one of the things that has really helped me, and I think it's helped you, Rachel, is we, um, Rachel and I did a parenting um, course way back when our kids were really small called Circle of Security, big up Circle of Security. And it's all around, um, it's all around attachment theory. And, but quite a lot of the course is actually looking at you as a parent, you know, and what uh, triggers us um, in how we parent. And, and as Rachel alluded to, patience is something that can be uh you know sort of pushed to its limit certainly when your children are young um well continues to be honest but uh, um, it hasn't stopped (laughs) (laughs) but one of the tools that they um that they gave us is this idea of shark music like thank you rach my amdram over there um but uh and so the idea is that we're aware of when our um, shark music happens. So if something begins to trigger me, so if my children start to do something that I know is beginning to cause me to get more stressed, more impatient, more, you know, sort of um, frantic in my, in how I might react to a certain situation is my shark music. And so part of this course was just really helping us um, be aware of what that is Mm -hmm. um and it's not that necessarily it might change it might you know suddenly disappear but it's having the awareness oh what is it that really triggers anger within me what is it that triggers and so often you know underneath those are you know our own fears and things that god wants to deal with and so like we always say when we think about that sharp music or those triggers that's an invitation to take that to god and say god this is making me really cross what's this about why am i so impatient when my son or daughter does this or when my person at work does this or when my husband does this or you know it's like what is underneath this trigger i think there's an invitation there as well um to take that before god Yes. Um, so I think, yeah, self-awareness is key. Yes. And it's, and that's why it's self-awareness is important because it's going to be different for everyone. So like yeah. I know for me, one of my triggers with the kids is when they fight together, you know, for somebody else, it might be when they make a mess for somebody yeah. else it might be when they look like they might hurt themselves and it will always be rooted in your own, your own upbringing to a degree. Exactly. Like it will be, it will be rooted in your wounds. Like where, where were you wounded yeah. as a child, as et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's it, isn't it? It's the key is being mm. aware, but then asking him in, you know, like, yeah. and, and that's where we have a choice, isn't it? Always. And this is the path to maturity. This is the path to really moving on in our relationship with Jesus yeah. is, is yeah. am I going to be, firstly, am I going to be aware of it? And then secondly, am I going to invite Jesus in and say, okay, Lord, let's have a little conversation about that. Why do I respond? Yeah, I think that's really good. And that, you know, ultimately that is what wholeness is, I think. It's wholeness is allowing Jesus to have your whole self. And that isn't just all the good stuff. He wants the whole of our being. And so like, you know, these are 
these are some of our shadows, these triggers or these things that we're that God's making us aware of that he wants us to yeah. give to him yes. um, because he wants the whole of our being because he is redeeming us. You know, so we can't hide things from him. And so, again, like yeah, like you're saying, this is those are that self-awareness is an invitation is always to give that over to Jesus um, and see what he does. It might yes, become easier so over time. I love like he doesn't want our perfection. He no. wants our wholeness. He exactly. Wants, I love that. Well, okay. Well, let, let's then quickly with the time we've got. Let's just quickly nail yep. through some of those triggers that we mentioned, and then maybe we can look at what is the antithesis. Like, how can we almost work against them? So yeah. Like, if I think about entitlement. Then if, if we know entitlement is one of our triggers, then I would suggest, speaking to myself, that I need to really then focus on gratitude, humility and service, because that will undermine entitlement and therefore produce patience. So I'm going to work on gratitude. I'm going to think about humility. I'm going to think about service in order to combat the spirit of entitlement that has that has set in. Yeah. What, what would you say then for offence? Yeah, I think um, when we talked about offence, I think the opposite of offence then is um, is exercising forgiveness, like you said, you know, prior forgiveness um, before we go to work. You know, think of those people that you know are going to push your buttons and give them to the Lord. Say, so, you know, I I know that this is going to happen today, Lord. I I give that person to you and I pray blessing on that person, you know, give me strength today. Um, so you're, you're going in, like you're saying with a posture of grace. Sorry, little interruption there, but um, back real life and all of that. So just thinking <laughs> about, uh, thinking about how we can uh, move in the opposite spirit to control. If we know that control is triggering impatience or impatience is triggering control, then to move in the opposite spirit of that is to cultivate trust is to cultivate surrender mm. In, mm. in the soil of our lives. And, and practically that means finding ways to give stuff over to God. If there's, if there's situations or people or whatever it might be that are causing you to want to control and triggering mm. that impatience, then we choose trust, we choose surrender. So that, that's control. Yeah, absolutely. Trust in his goodness, trust yeah. in who he is, trust in good. his character. That's good. I think the other thing, um, you know, the opposite of hurry, um, I think simply is allowing for margin. Yeah. Um, certainly when I think about my life, just how I can bring some, you know, some intentional margin into my life, not packing my diary um, full um, so much. And, and I think, you know, again, the opposite of hurry is being, is being present, embracing the moment um, for what it is. Um, and then also, you know, felt really convicted recently to just physically slow down, walk slower. I felt like God was saying, you know, just walk slower, engage your senses. You know, so I, I went to pick up the kids from school and I just walked slower you know, aware of what I was listening to or what I could hear and my child is playing with a toy behind me. Can you hear that? Yes, yeah, it sounds like you know, skeleton or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Um, yeah, just being, you know, yeah, just engaging your senses, allowing God mm -hmm. to speak in our unhurried life. Yeah, uh, takes the we need to take the pace out of it i think yes that's very good oh so hard but so important um 
Yeah, perfectionism, again, we talked about this, but I think if perfectionism is a trigger, then invest invest in failure. <laughs> like, you know, embrace yeah. failure, embrace mess, embrace mess. Try and try and do something today, this week, that feels like a risk that's going to potentially risk failure and and see what that cultivates in your life um and then I guess we want to we want to wrap up by just that that reminder that we started with that God is so patient with us he Mm. is so gracious he is slow to anger he is so patient towards us and I think if anyone's listening to this or watching this and and you're feeling a sense of condemnation around patience like You've come away with this list of things that you have to do, right? I've got to tackle entitlement and control and perfectionism <laughs> and hurry and that I've got to do it all by next week, you know. Then we've done a really rubbish job that actually we need to end by reminding mm. us that God, God is not, he, he's not looking for our perfection, as we said. He's looking for us to just bring the whole of ourselves. And God is saying, mm. come to me, bring it to me, bring it to me. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah. I will meet you. I want to fill you up again with my Holy Spirit. I want to give you everything that you need. I want to sustain you. Uh, I want to hold you. I want to be everything to you. And uh, that's the invitation, isn't it? So don't be yeah. condemned. Be convicted. Yeah. God's encouraging us to move forward. But ultimately, we want to end by allowing his spirit to fill us up again, you reckon? (laughs) Yeah. And just that, you know, just on that, that just the sense, even as you're speaking, that just to remind us that he wants us to be patient. You know, this isn't some sort of this isn't some sort of trick or test. He wants to help us to be more patient, you know, Um, and so, and so, Lord Jesus, we we thank you um, for the truth that you are um, slow to anger, that you are so patient with us, that you bear with us in ways that we even can't see sometimes. And Holy Spirit, I ask now that you would um, would you come, and would you. Um, pour out your presence would you be with every single person that is listening to this anyone who is watching this I pray Holy Spirit for a special touch of your presence and I ask God that you would um, even reveal um, who you are afresh right now that you would um, would you whisper in um in people's ears right now of your character, of your goodness and kindness and patience. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would, um, would you help us to make space for your presence? Would you help us to make space in our lives, in our hearts, in the soil of who we are? I pray that you would help us to open it up to um, your spirit, Mm -hmm. that you would flood us with yourself and that you would help us to um yeah to be to grow into being whole people to be full of your fruit yes. in Jesus name amen amen actually you know just as we're praying i just had this sense that there might be somebody listening to this and anger is a real issue for you, mm. that you, you there's there's like this this deep anger that feels like it just rears its ugly head all the time and it makes you feel out of control it's like you just can't get a handle on it and it's it's probably rooted in something 
some some brokenness or some trauma or something um but i just sense that god in this moment is inviting you to begin to process that anger with him and it might mean that that means you need some prayer counseling or some counseling therapy but uh, God doesn't want you to live with that anger anymore because you know it's impacting your relationships. It's impacting every part of your life. So let me just pray for you specifically. If that's you, Lord, I mm. pray now that you would heal this person of whatever the root is of that anger. Because the anger itself is not the, 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 the problem. It's where what that anger has come from, what, what, what wound, what hurt is causing that anger. And so I pray, Holy Spirit, would you come and deal with that, uh, the root of that anger? And I pray that this person will know total freedom in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. And I just, um, just as we're going with this for just two seconds, I feel like um, I just saw um, someone um, sort of sat on a moon, um, just sort of relaxing on a moon. And I just sort of felt like, um, I just sort of felt like there was someone who, and it may be several, but really struggling um, with sleep. And actually at nighttime, you feel this impatience mm -hmm. at night because there's a, a fear that you're not going to go um, to sleep. Um, and I just wonder whether, yeah, God wants to, um, yeah, just even to speak to you, to fuel that moment, to realign that um, moment with, um, yeah, it sort of even shift the narrative of that being a, but a sort of frightening place to a place where God might want to speak to you. Yeah. Um, and so Lord, I pray um, for that person or for those people that are, that nighttime just is a trigger. Yeah. Um, I pray, um, Holy Spirit, would you speak to um, that person right now? And I pray, Lord, for a shift right now that um, that nighttime would no longer be a place of fear and a place of impatience, Lord, but it would be a place um, where they patiently wait for your voice, where you would speak um, your um, truths to them um, as they go to sleep, as they um, lie there at night, Lord Jesus. And we pray um, ultimately that you would um yeah bring a real breakthrough um in um those associations with sleep in jesus name amen amen the end amen hallelujah <laughs>